Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. Episode number 42 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Puddle Chap. You are here with your regular co-host, Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. And you are here with the Guitar Geek. Hello in the house. It's been so long. It has been it has, just... Mate. I've, I'm really you? sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm fantastic, thank you very much for asking. I am wonderful. I mean, you've been a busy man, and we're going to talk a lot about that later on, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, of course, if if you have the time and the inclination. We do, and I have the coffee that's sitting right next to me, so we can go for hours. Be careful with that spoon, by the way. It's going to get you in the eye one of these days. No, nah, the glasses, the glasses, uh, they protect. So that's the reason I wear before. glasses, actually. Too many spoon okay. accidents. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to start off with, uh, with our Matt. So, Matt. What have you been up to this week? Um, I've been sulking about the fact that you didn't answer any of my questions on last week's podcast. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> such uh, such gems as... I can't even remember any of them, but I mean, it was like, how high is a piece of cheese on Tuesday or something like that? It wasn't. It was, if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one around to hear it, will audiophiles say it, say it would have sounded better with 10 to 42s? <laughs> Yeah, it it probably would have, yeah. Um, Okay, so um, since I was last on the cast, I've gigged once in my least favourite venue because the stage is too small. But, you know, it was good fun. It was a packed gig. There was 30 people in. Gigs a gig. And, yeah, it it was nice to get back. It was my first gig in six weeks. Um, And it's kicking off a run of from... Not this weekend coming, but the weekend after it, I'm gigging at least once every other week right the way through till September, um, which I'm really looking forward to because we've just had like, kind of like a lot of sporadic gigs since Christmas and now yeah. we're back into it properly. I mean, I think that qualifies you as like the most professional musician on the Fret Talk podcast. Definitely. I've got like a mini tour coming up in TT. Awesome. It's like so five you, gigs in five gigs in nine days. That's pretty much a tour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going home in between gigs? That depends on whether I can be bothered to go home or not. It depends on how <laughs> drunk I am. If you can, one, yeah, find your way home. If, if you can find your way home, it's not a tour, right? Okay. So I need to <laughs> I need to stay out every night between the first and the last gig. Is that what you're saying? Because I will take yes, on that challenge. Yes, because that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying for the boys, for the Fret Dog podcast, podcast, wow, um, you need to stay out in between gigs. I will try my very best to do so and report back thusly. And we'll live cast from your last final gig of the tour. Just such, I, like, I, so lagging, <laughs> Mr. It'll be a lag cast, and it will we'll all be like... <laughs> really chipper and peppy and he'll just be like oh i feel like death <laughs> yeah but yeah um yeah so that's that's all been good and um, then this weekend just gone i was a runner at a festival over here so there was a festival called cycle fest because it was around a cycling event but they have a music festival on that runs concurrently with it uh-huh. so there were 10 bands that i've never heard of from the uk and europe um, but they're all. I've heard of Europe. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, I couldn't tell you the name of any of the bands, but they were all from either the United Kingdom or Europe, now that they're two separate places. <laughs> um, they always have been. Oh. But yeah, um, but because they didn't bring their own backline or anything, because it's only the Isle of Man, um, and uh, I was basically running about unplugging, um, unplugging cables, plugging cables in, setting up monitors in places and stuff, um, micing up different amps and different cabs for different bands. Um, it was a bit of an interesting experience. It's the first time that I've been at a two-day event and kind of multiple bands, multiple stages, helping out with the the company that I do some sound and lighting work for. It's really Shit, interesting in theory, uh, experience. It's, it, again, it's like you're a proper like musician. What's going on? <laughs> Was, is this a bit too professional? It is, yeah. Let's let's yeah. throw in some dick jokes. Come on. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, um, the the worst thing though is because it was hired in Backline and they hired it from the one music shop on the Isle of Man. The yeah. band that asked for a Fender style amp got a PV Classic Thirty that Ooh. was stuck on the Boo. drive channel. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, the band that asked for something Mesa Boogie like got a JCM nine thousand. <laughs> I suppose it's it's uh, it's Mesa Boogie like in the fact that they are both amplifiers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the band that asked for two clean platforms got a Line Six Spider Three and <laughs> <laughs> and a Fender. Um, what was it? It's the one up from the. Blues Junior, is it Blues Deluxe? Hot Rod uh, Deluxe. Hot Rod yeah. Deluxe, yeah. So yeah, they, one well, of them was a... using a Hot Rod Deluxe and the other one was using a, a Line 6 Spider 3. That is, that's a mismatched fight there, that is, isn't it? It's like Mike <laughs> Tyson versus Pee Wee Herman, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, that was interesting, trying to convince the band to actually go on stage. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the Line 6 will be fine, mate, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine turning up to a gig and someone saying, here's a Line 6 Spider? Spider three yeah, as well. You, it's like twenty year old technology. You you would Mike. think you'd you'd be looking around for Jeremy Beadle, wouldn't you? You'd be like, come on, this has got to be a wind up. Yeah, I mean, if they if I'd have known, I'd have taken my Vox just so that there would be something <laughs> usable. But I didn't. It's mine, and you can't have it. <laughs> I've got the only good amp on the island <laughs> <laughs> because they are all pirates on the Isle of Man. I don't know where that voice came from. <laughs> He's gone now. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, you've you uh you've not only like done professional sounding shit, but like you've uh, you received a package this week, didn't you? Uh, didn't you, Matt? I did. Well, I received an awesome package. Um, I received my Fletcher blends, and I just because I don't have any time this week, won't get a chance to install them. But I'm hoping. Monday or Tuesday, so the day this cast comes out, or the following day, hopefully I should have some time to attempt to install pickups on a four-potted guitar, which is something I've never done before, so let's hope it goes well. Yeah, next week I should be uh, should be getting my cut from that um, from that sale of blend pickups there as well. So, <laughs> hey, check's going to be in the post. Good. Oh, oh I, I wish. <laughs> you need you need but to no, be fair, didn't you get a discount on your blend? So 
I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my blends were a ridiculously good deal, um, but I, w- I would have bought them at full price. Please, uh, please don't make me pay full price, <laughs> Mister Fletcher. I did buy them at full price because they do sound that good, or certainly the everything that I've heard them with sounds good. So hopefully, when I do it myself, they'll also sound good. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic pickups. I mean, uh, they're they're so good that I'm considering taking the um, the burst buckers out of my uh, Gibson midtone and replacing them with blends as well. That's some uh, high praise. Yeah, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with the uh, the burst buckers. They sound fantastic, but they ain't no blends, are they? <laughs> I'll have to find out. But indeed, um, and that finally with your uh, with your news this week. You've got a new amp, haven't you, Matt? Probably. <laughs> Probably, Probably, yeah. So, yeah. so the, the story is, we're, we're not recording on Monday, but by Monday, when this is released, Matt will have gone to see an amplifier and will have probably bought it. Yeah. So, so what a, is this amp? It's a Hughes and Kettner Pure Tone combo. Um, it's not an amp that I know that much about, but I have spent like the last day and a half watching YouTube videos on it and liking what I hear. So I'm going Don't to... Don't believe anything you see on YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't think of that at the time. Or I'd, I've... Well, I'm going to try it out anyway, so I haven't agreed to buy it yet. But it's an incredibly yeah. good deal. It's a 112-25-watt combo um, with a Celestian V30 speaker in it. Um, it also comes with a flight case that's on wheels, and it's going for 250 quid. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, it's worth it for just parts, that is, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, I'm going to go and have a look at it. I'm probably going to buy it, because it's something that's a clean platform that probably would work quite well in stereo with something like a Vox. Oh, it's a dangerous game this is. Not that I've been thinking about running it in stereo with my box or anything. (laughs) Just that just popped into my head all of a sudden. Indeed. It's Um, not like you've been drawing like Vox and Hughes and Kettner in love hearts and at work. (laughs) It's not like I've ever spent an hour trying to dig out my Switchblade Plus either. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um but on the proviso that I do this, if I pick up the the Hughes and Kettner then the Marshall Lead 12 that I stole from Moog will go to Moog. Indeed. I mean, mean, my Marshall Lead 12. Your Marshall Lead 12 that I then bought off you, (laughs) I will then sell on. The one that never made it to Austria. Yeah. (laughs) What a well-travelled amp that was. Yes. Or will be. That's it, yeah. All all that you've got to do now is find, like, an SG... (laughs) <laughs> that's like a really decent deal and then Moog will be able to get his these vintage uh, vintage SG back as well yeah once I put the, put the blends in that vintage um, that's going nowhere <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, I think um, Fletch shared a picture of him on the uh, on the podcast group didn't he he did he did all nice and shiny indeed yeah mine have got a matte finish on them for some reason but I'm digging them I, Absolutely I, digging them. I paid extra for shiny gold finish. Ooh. Yeah, so 
I'll, I'll just take what I'm given, to be honest. Um, so, uh, we're going to move on to Andrew after me, because there's, there's a lot of Andrew this week, isn't there? We're <laughs> doing a lot of catching up. Oh, oh. There was a lot of me. <laughs> that's what the uh, that's what they say. Um, Do they? Yes. Indeed. <laughs> All of those payoffs have uh, have worked dividends. Um, I'll, I'll I'll keep it nice and um, nice and quick because, like I say, we've got a lot lot of Andrea this week. So um, I've been playing a crap load of guitar because guitar's fun. Um, uh, what have I been playing actually? So. Uh, played my Les Paul um, with the blends in and sounded great. Um, I actually used it to record a um, a YouTube quick quick licks lesson um, for Paul Mason, so one of our uh, one of our podcast regulars. Uh, he requested a certain lesson, uh, a certain style lesson, and I I did oblige. Uh, it was great fun as well. And that'll be coming out in about two weeks' time. So watch out for that one. I'm not going to tell you anymore, though. Um, but then I, I started playing my uh, my Variax this week as well. Um, and then I plugged the Variax into the uh, the Amplify FX footboard that I lost and then unlost. Um, and I've been using it as a recording interface this week, going into my laptop. And it sounds incredible. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm even considering doing a little um, uh, a little blind study test kind of thing where I uh, record some stuff through the uh, the Line 6 uh, stuff uh, and some stuff recorded through like an SM57 on a, uh, on a cab and seeing if people can tell the difference. Because that's, I mean, you wouldn't think it from such a cheap unit, um, but I, it's convincing me. So it's, it might be, uh, it might be the the time that I'm turning digital. <laughs> Can't believe it. I know. Changed man, you've changed. Yeah, you have. It's I know. Been a long time. Yeah, so, well, you know. I feel like I'm maturing a little. Don't worry, it goes full circle, so... Yeah. You'll be back round again. Yeah, knob jokes and, you know, off-colour humour. It's it'll, it'll be back. Good. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing. I've, I've also been doing some enclosure finishing this week as well, and I have royally fucked a couple of them up. <laughs> um, so the trials and tribulations of building pedals is just... It's... it's it's too much sometimes, but I know that our, our friend Moo he likes it when I mention the pedal stuff. So just keep him happy. <laughs> Andrew's just giggling to himself there. I just imagine Moog being the only one that's listening to this and then him going, <laughs> oh, "Oh, there we go, I'm yeah, in." Yeah, pop pedal stuff. Woo! But anyway, Mister Guitar Geek, Mister Guitar Geek, Mister Andrew yes. Ferris. Yes, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Um, you're rocking a Honey Boy t-shirt today, which is... I am. Pretty, pretty... Honey Boy cool. Amps, made beside the Clyde. Yes. And if this was a video uh, podcast, you'd see my Honey Boy behind me. 
Indeed. Yeah, you've got a nice... Uh, what's it? The 5, is it? It is the 5-watt Honey Boy. Custom built for me. Yeah, I, I liked the 5 when I was playing it. So I when like... this airs on Monday, the video... It's not really a demo or review. It's just sort of a... A video of me enjoying playing the amp uh, will be on my channel. I can't call it a demo and I can't call it a review because it's just me having a whale of a time. Yeah, just gushing over the uh, the honey boy. Surely, I love that, it. surely that's the best kind of review though, because we we know that you are absolutely in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just uh, just kind of gets me in trouble when I'm too enthusiastic about a certain product, katana. <laughs> <laughs> But didn't you, didn't you sell your katana? I did sell my katana 100 to uh, the guy that plays in my band, Steve, and lives 20 minutes away. And he actually said, if you ever want to see it ever again, just come by. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever want to buy it back, just ask. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not I mean, that's, that's far, most though. of the way to selling it, yeah. I do need to add in that I did buy a katana artist to replace that 100. Ah, right, okay. And that, uh, that 100 helped fund it. <laughs> that makes complete sense now. Was it the Katana artist that had the wireless thingy with it? Or was that something else? No, that's the, that's the Air. Right, okay. Oh. I mean, I don't know much about the Katana series, if I'm honest, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I'd ask you are, an expert, you, but um, clearly not. You are a, a huge advocate of the, uh, the Katana, aren't you? Um, I am. I'm, I'm an advocate of, of what's good, you know? And, it, and yeah, at the moment, yeah. for me, that's the katana. And as soon yeah. as something comes along to replace it, then it'll be bye-bye katana. You know, I've got no uh, no problems with that whatsoever. But, I mean, um, have you tried the, uh, the Spider 3 at all? I believe that if you're looking for a backline in the Isle of Man, then <laughs> you're pretty lucky if you get one. It's either that or some, some dodgy thing by Fender or something. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's Fender sounding. It's it's got a clean channel. It's, yeah, exactly. It's clean. If to be honest, to though, be. The, the the cleans on the um on the Spider series was quite nice. Uh, I don't think they accepted pedals at all, pretty much. But the the clean tone did sound pretty nice. I mean, they do accept pedals. Not enough, they don't sound it? very enough. good, but they do accept pedals. They just <laughs> don't sound very good when you turn the pedal on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's most of the battle, isn't it? It's most of the battle. Um, Sorry, you're so, yeah. supposed to turn... I just have pedals just to look good. I thought we we don't... I thought we agree we don't turn them on. Yeah, I mean, they are there purely aesthetically, aren't they? Absolutely. It's, it's all about whether they look nice. I mean, you press them and they've got these little LEDs that light up and, and whatnot, but it's largely just for show, isn't it? Sometimes I don't even plug them in, to be honest. <laughs> just like carrying stuff everywhere indeed it, yeah you've, it makes you feel like you're doing a, a day's work doesn't it if you're carrying a giant pedal board around um so yeah i mean you, you're just chatting about your uh your youtube channel and it's um i think i called it a youtube then youtube y-o-o-b yeah youb um but it's absolutely blowing up over there on your uh, youtube channel isn't it Thank you. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, I mean, first of all, I love it. It's, it's, I shouldn't say this because I've got kids, but it's my favourite thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I yeah. mean, it's, it's not my favourite thing, but yeah. um, it's nice to, to have to be part of a nice community where, where there's just some cool people. Yeah. Um, 
and I get to play guitar and talk to people about it. You know, is what could be better? Um, and it's blowing up just because you know people are enjoying it, and and they keep coming back, and I keep putting out videos, and for whatever reason, that's a good combination. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, so um, recently, um, what have you what have you put out that you're kind of proud of? Actually, today put out a video about the contemporary series Telecaster from Squire. What, what, what? You did? Yes. When I say yes today, that'll be like five days ago when this airs. Um, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and I'm quite proud of that because it was a... Um, it was a, a kind of a rush job, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because I had the guitars... Um, I should say that I'm, the YouTube channel's got to the stage now where people are contacting me and companies are saying, hey, can you demo my stuff? Can you review my stuff? Yeah. So that's really good because it is entirely self-funded and it's a bit hard on the old credit card when you know you get <laughs> 1,000 views and you can say, yes, I can buy some coffee. Um, <laughs> but I had these guitars on loan for a few days and I was about to go to Music Messer, which is another story we'll talk about in a moment, maybe. A bit of a teaser there. And Ooh. I had to film this video within the, you know, within about four hours, really. And they'd yeah. come straight from the factory. They'd come. They'd not been played, and um, I had really high hopes because the, the contemporary series. It was a. It's a Telecaster for a start. You know, nothing better than a Telecaster, is it? Straight to the top of the pile. It's got uh, some uh, double humbuckers. It's got a matching uh, headstock, so it's a red body, red uh, headstock, um, a deep metallic red. That's what I thought it meant because you said, uh, "Yeah." I called it something something deep, red. Which yeah. When I was editing, <laughs> when I was editing, yeah. I thought that's obviously deep metallic red. Deep metallic, fool. yeah. Um, Dirty mystic red, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, the Telecaster to it's not a spoiler because the video's out. Absolute letdown. Yeah. Complete really? shambles. Um, I mean, just complete shambles uh, in the way that. I kind of review stuff. It's either good or it's not. You know, there's mm. some some saving factors and there's some real no-nos. But overall, it left me numb and sort of not hating it, but not caring. And that's that's yeah, worse yeah. than that's anything. That's worse. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Just as a, as a kind of balance to it, it weren't like when you when you were playing. You said it weren't a bad guitar. It weren't. It weren't like it's it not weren't a unplayable. Bad guitar. It weren't terrible. It's just so it's three hundred and fifty euros and about yeah. three hundred quid, and it's not better than the Affinity by it is, but not by far. Yeah. And my point was that it should have. I was expecting it's priced between the Classic Vibe and the Affinity series. Yeah, you're expecting something. I expected more Classic Vibe. Like that next that next notch up. Yeah, I mean the Classic yeah. Vibes have been an absolute, um, almost a bit of a sleeper hit, aren't they? Where. Yeah. They they were released and then there wasn't really much fuss made of them, um, and just through kind of word of mouth and just mm. the guitar community just kind of rallying around it, you just saying like these are absolutely amazing for their money. Um, That's the point. It's it's for the money. It's not a great Fender USA um, uh, fight. You know you, you can't put them up against each other very often. Yeah. Um, but with this contemporary series, I was expecting lots because yeah. Squire were really pushing it. I also have um, the the Strat, the double humbucker Strat. That's uh, coming the, up. The contemporary is it a contemporary Strat? Yeah. 
It's a contemporary series Squire Strat. Um, double humbucker, black with a white pickguard, I want to say. It's not here anymore. I'm looking around the studio. It's not in the room. But you never know <laughs> what might be in this studio. Um, Probably yeah, so that, Katana, yeah. Oh, that's another two euros. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so that is that is going to be an interesting video. Um, yeah. I'm not going to give it away, but um, youtube.com forward slash the guitar geek. Check that out. Too. I think you might have dropped that, that plug there. Um, yeah, well, I'll just, oh, hang on. I'll just drop my, uh, my honey boy pen as well. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to shoot it really quickly because I was going to the music messer. How's that for a link? That is, that's definitely a segue there, that is, isn't it? Ah, subtle. As a brick yeah, in so the face. Music Mesa. Um, I think from from our point of view on the podcast, um, it didn't leave us with a lot of material. So we, we were kind of miffed at that. There was the powered cab that everyone didn't really get. And I, I still don't know why people didn't get that powered cab. It seems... You mean from line six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The power I cab. I didn't even see it. Did you not? Um, Lion 6 tucked themselves away, obviously, in the Yamaha Hall, which is a hall all unto themselves. Yeah. And kind of like playing their own party, you know? <laughs> and I just, I just didn't get a chance, because unlike the, people, the other people that were reporting on the Music Messer, yeah. I had one of the best times of my life, and it was just purely awesome. Um... And I know that if someone's been to NAM or if someone's, uh, as a YouTuber, for example, has got 100,000 subscribers or whatever that sort of big number is, <laughs> it may not be so exciting to go to a tiny little hall that's been shut off with curtains to make it look big, bigger than it is. Um, but Are you I really referring to any YouTubers in particular there, Mr. Yeah, Glenn there. Fricker and Henning Pauly. There you are. <laughs> Um, who I also hung around with a lot and have been abused by over the past few days because I owed Glenn Fricker about five euros. Rubbing shoulders with uh, with the the YouTube greats here. Well, you know, once you once you get to five thousand subscribers, that's that's it. They're knocking on your door. That's it. Yeah. And then I go up slamming it on the Freck Talk podcast. I know. Yeah, you're throwing us a bone <laughs> here, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome, Katana. There we go. That's it. Um, no, but I had, a, I had a really good time um, because I, I set myself the goal of being the hardest working person with a camera and microphone there. So I thought, whatever it is, I'm going to get something out of this because my channel's not huge currently and, and yeah. about that level is, is, is good for me. And what I got to do is I got to meet the people behind these businesses. Yeah. Um, and I really got to talk to them, be, befriend them, you know, build relationships, drink their water. Um, eat their biscuits. Is that, is that a euphemism, or <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's a, it's a Polish well. euphemism. <laughs> so, took a took a very dark turn very quickly. <laughs> Whoa! I know it's Germany, but come on. I mean, this is this is the Fretzel podcast that we know and love. We're getting back into the heyday now, aren't we? <laughs> Good. We're back. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I got to meet. I mean, I'm just going to drop some, some names and company names because if I drop one, then I'll feel bad that I don't drop them all because they were such nice people. That's okay. Here we go. Um, I met a company, they're in alphabetical order, okay? 
Yeah. Uh, I'm at it's a company called AMT from Russia. They're making yep. some very interesting pedals and, and ampy sort of stuff. Uh, a new series of pedals called the Brick, which has got a tube in it. And, mm-hmm. um, tube, you say? Tube, yes. And they sound great. That's my review. I met <laughs> uh, a build-your-own guitar company called BY Guitars that was shockingly well-priced for what they were selling mm. out of China. And he accidentally told me the trade price, not the retail price. So if you're buying a guitar kit, you're getting ripped off if they're made in China. Uh, <laughs> I met Corona Guitars from Korea, and they make sort of Strandberg rip-offs. Mm. Uh, and I say rip-offs in the fact that it's completely shameless and they're charging what I think is a lot of money, two grand. Um, well, it is, yeah. I mean, when you don't even get a headstock. Exactly. And your hand keeps slipping off the end. But they were very nice, very nice. Don't let, I'm not knocking them. I was, just, I was surprised at the price, that's all. Yeah. Uh, I met Daryl Jones, the bass player from the Rolling Stones, and he cool. was very, very, very nice to me once we got over the scepticism of who the hell are you? <laughs> what that, that was you to him and he said i'm daryl jones i'm from the rolling stones <laughs> i said all right then i'll have a chat yeah. with you. now he's got a You're new not um, he's got a new series of instruments jones instruments and um sort of boutique made f inspired guitars f inspired fernandez inspired yes uh i'll reel through um so demavery entry-level um instruments very nice people Dovinia um, from Slovakia, acoustic guitar company. And I went to their booth and they said, hey, you're the guitar geek. And I got recognized for the first time ever at a music show kind of thing. That's that, that cool. Was a, felt weird because he was really sarcastic. And I thought, <laughs> oh, it's you're my, the guitar geek. <laughs> it's on my T-shirt, you know, so, but he was a really <laughs> nice guy. So a big shout out to Jan if he's listening. Um, there was some Fender stuff there, which I'll make a video about at some point. Uh, G-Lab from Poland. G-Lab are making um, pedals with MIDI capability, so stomp boxes with MIDI controllable for 99 euros. You'll never catch on that MIDI. Um, I'm not sure what it is, if I'm honest, but it's they sounded nice. Um, there was Joe Bonamassa's amp was there. He wasn't there. He was too busy writing his name on products. <laughs> but uh, Joey were there Carl's cables were there Carl himself was not there Just some cables in, on the side of a, like a wall Hung there Next to Joe Bo's amp um, I don't know I've never heard of Carl's cables before Being the heathen that I am But he huh? did have some licorice So I, I stole a, a bit of his licorice There you go uh, I played a mandolin accidentally uh, <laughs> Hung out with Adam Laboga and his son Eric. Um, Adam LeBoga Mac- sounds like uh, sounds like a hoot. He he is. He's like a little tiny wizard of tone. Mm. He was surprisingly quiet and just sort of knew that what his stuff was good. And he had a purple amp. So what more do yeah. you need? Can he beat that? Can you? Nah. Mac Mull guitars. They were good. Um, Martin were there. Martinez, probably Martin's Latin cousin. Um, <laughs> Moscato guitars from France, Novanex from Netherlands, Nuex, not Nux from China. Bit of a good relationship with them. Nuex, is that what you call it? Nuex, them? it's Nuex, not Nux. Uh, Sam Systems, who uh, make a microphone that fits inside your amplifier. 
Yes. Yes. Does it what screw on to the like Yes, yeah, screw onto the, the yeah, we're in the baffle. Yeah, I've got one here and it's gonna Isn't go it? off the channel soon. Um I met a I met Thomas Blug, he was a very nice guy, and he knows a lot about his stuff, and I did an interview on the channel and he is such a good bloke and such a easy guy to chat to. Mm. I haven't I seen that one yet. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Right, it's good. It's good. I mean, you should you should watch it twice. <laughs> from from different <laughs> browsers, <laughs> so I get two two clicks. You know, I met a guy yeah. called Cole Coleman, mm-hmm. and he's got a product called the Thimble Slide. And I've just done an interview with him today. That's oh, for slide guitarists. Yeah. Um, seems good. Seems very good. I'll have one soon. Is that the one? And then the I met a wood. One. No, no, it's um. It, it fits on your finger, so it yeah. enables you to still play regular guitar and then sort of do a little bit of slidey slide. Okay. And I met a wood scientist. A wood, a wood scientist. scientist? Yes. I, I can't remember his name and I haven't edited the video yet, so I just call him wood scientist. Edwig von Schninkel. Yes. He's a wood scientist. And he was very knowledgeable and surprisingly entertaining. You know, you, you wouldn't really think that a... Any scientist. Did is, he? Uh, um, did he end the uh, end the, the debate of does uh, does time would really exist? And I asked him that question. <laughs> and being a wood scientist, he said, "Oh yes, of course." <laughs> You're gonna have to watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Cool. You've got this, uh, this advertiser again, monkey down, haven't you? Yeah, I have, mate. It's great. Always I'm, got well, 5, I haven't been on for so long that I'm trying to fit in everything since I last spoke with you. Uh huh. But that that was that's what I did, kind of where I went. And um, Music Messer was awesome because the reason I mentioned those pe- those companies and those people because each one of them had time for me, had yeah. passion in their product, had belief and faith, um, knew what they were talking about, cared, didn't care that Music Messer is shrinking. Yeah. Um, and I think they all they all got something from it. And it's besides the point. It's a room sort of half full of guitars what could be better of course yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day that's sounds like sounds like a little slice of heaven there doesn't it it really was um it was a great time so i'm glad and that we uh, we debunked the myth that music messer was a waste of time and that it was dying and that it's all of these rumors that were kind of kicking around the internet after after it had died down well, I'm not denying that it's not... Hang on, what's the word on that? I'm not saying it's not dying. Yeah, but you're not, not saying, saying it's not dying either. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. Of course. So Just so we've um, got it absolutely crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. I did not understand that, so that's good. Good. But yeah. I, yeah. for someone like me who, um, you know, gets to not talk to people about guitars very often because I'm in Austria and not many people know what one is. <laughs> so to go to Germany and meet other people that you just go, ooh, guitar, and they say, yes, guitar. And then that's it. That's you, have, you know, okay, friend. <laughs> that's it. Like, 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 like. Yeah. <laughs> if um, yeah, if only really that's how the world worked, if it was like social media, it'd be yeah. really fucking awkward, wouldn't it? Ask, you like guitar? I like guitar. I like guitar. Okay, yes. friend. <laughs> that's it. I want to be your friend. You, my friend. I think that's pretty much how we three met, actually, so it, it does kind yeah. of work. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, but it has worked. And uh, um, 
So aside from music Mesa, um you've uh, you've got a new segment about geeking geeking out with people, haven't you? I have. Um again a, a happy accident to the channel. I mean the whole channel was a happy accident. In fact, I think I was a happy accident, but uh oh, hey. Um I just who was the um our man Fletch, he went to the Birmingham Guitar Show and represented me. Or Indeed, the this, guitar, this, is, uh, this is Paul Fletcher, not Fletch, Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher Pickups. So I always call him Paul and I get told off. So now I've started calling him Fletch and that's confusing people. It is, yeah. <laughs> Fletch 1 and Fletch 2, I think. Yeah. Okay. But which so one's Fletch, <laughs> Fletch the, the elder. Is he? He did me the, he did me the honour. Oh, I don't know. He did me the honour of going to the, the Birmingham Guitar Show where, where you were. Indeed. Um, I actually met up with him, shook, shook the man's hand. I think I might have given him a hug. Oh. Um, he's a lovely man. Lovely eyes, I believe. Well, he, um, yeah, well, that's, that's his main feature, if anything. That's yeah. what everyone says about him. Beautiful eyes. He was joyful enough to drop off business cards at, at sort of booths and, and video some stuff for me. And we did some stuff on, on the YouTubes. Um sort of talking about the the Birmingham guitar show yeah and then I just decided to contact these people that he'd you know received cards from and, and drop cards off at mm. and before you know it I ended up just turning the camera on saying do you mind talking on Skype for a little bit and then having a chat with some really nice people about guitar related or music related stuff that's cool and it's it's turned into a kind of weekly show um, and it's behind the business it's it's kind of we know all about guitars and amps and pedals and all those things, but what about the people that actually do these things and, and, and why do they do them? What's their, what's their motivation? And is there room now in this modern world for new companies and new ideas? You know, and, and it's, it's been really nice. I mean, ultimately, yeah. I'm just talking to nice people you've about guitars. To, you've talked to some really interesting people as well. It's not just people that, you know... Uh, trying to uh, shill products they're actually yeah. giving you honest answers about the questions mm. you're asking them they're not they're not there just to try and push their products in their face they're like you they're there because they enjoy the music and they just want to get their product out and known about they're not saying you have to buy one of my products they're saying this is what the product is if it's for you great if not it is for there there is a market for it so just don't hate on it the fella that was the most interesting to me was the guy that makes the the guitars where it's like pieces of wood with resin between them. I forget what his uh, name Mike. was. Mike yeah. Payne. He was yeah, really he does, interesting. He's from Wolf Guitars. That's them. They were really, really... That that one was really interesting. That's my favourite video on your channel for a long time. Um, just because he uh, was such, such an interesting nice guy. Well, I have, a, I have an exclusive there if you want that one. A Fret Talk podcast exclusive. There's going to be a collaboration in a model between the Guitar Geek and Stonewolf Guitars because I found some wood and bought it for him and he's going to turn it into a guitar and it's going to be somehow related to the Guitar Geek. We don't know how yet. Um, but that, <laughs> ma that amazingly beautiful wood that he puts in his guitars, some turned up near me, so I bought it and I sent it to him. Brilliant. And That's awesome. I look forward yeah. to that. I mean, it's obviously very well thought out, the plan. I, I know everything about it. <laughs> no, I just... I mean, we've become friends. And I said, look, I've, I've, there's a picture of some wood. Do you want it? And he said, yeah, how much is it? And I told him the price. He said, yeah, all right then. 
and then I bought it and I sent it to him. And That's cool. That is. And it's going to be a guitar. So it's it's yeah, it's and it's one of those ugly pieces of wood that looks all knotty and and looks like it's cancerous. And then he'll slice it up and, and make it beautiful. Indeed. Sounds good. So, Sounds good. Yeah, if something's yeah. ugly, just slice it up until it becomes beautiful. <laughs> it's, the, it's the teenage anthem. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, and so I also talked to our Gav as well. Our Gav? It's been a long time since we've spoken to our Gav, actually. Yeah. We need to get him back on here. He's such a knowledgeable and wonderful chap. And Gav was the only person I've ever been nervous with. Oh, really? Because wow. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Um, yes. But it's kind of like when you play a gig for your family, you know, or your friends are there. It's, you can play in front of a big hall of people, but if you can see your friends or family gurning at you, then it makes it m- <laughs> more, uh, more nerve-wracking. Indeed. And also, Gav had nothing to shill, so there was no sort of product yeah, to, no, for me no, to focus on. No angle, yeah. It's just, yeah, your life has been awesome, hasn't it, Gav? Just... Yeah, that was kind of what it was. Yeah, I, I've I've managed to catch half of it, um, and it's absolutely brilliant. I I've got lots of time for Gav anyway. Um, yes, and yes. yeah, I, I I first actually I heard him on a podcast on, on another podcast. He he did one in New Zealand um, about a year ago, maybe more than that. And his his stories are just so good. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's he's such a kind and. Uh, just just a warm warm gentleman yeah, he's very open and um a gifted lover <laughs> i think up until that point we we're describing him almost like you would a, a perfect guitar pick up there <laughs> he's really warm and open and open woody airy yeah yeah i've been around the yeah, best part that. of that interview was when you asked him who's the biggest dickhead and he just snapped straight away <laughs> this fella <laughs> Didn't even have to think about it. He's just, yeah, this fella, move on. <laughs> it was the, the singer from Live, the that band Live. Nice. Yeah, that so, was yeah. A, shock, a shock for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just brutal honesty. I mean. And I believe that question was from our Sai, you know, just oh, to link it? that even further, deeper into the family heritage. Indeed. Um, a man who we need to get on this podcast. We do. Yes. Because he's he's like the grandfather of it all, isn't he? He he spawned all of this. Yeah, he did. Uh, without without him, we wouldn't be sat here right now. Indeed. Well, I'd, I might still be sat in the kitchen. Actually, but... I probably would be sat here. Yeah, I was sat at the end of my bed. If I wasn't on this cast, I'd probably be playing on the Xbox or playing the guitar, and I'd be sat here. So yeah. Mm. All right, I take Is it that back. what they call anyway. it these days? <laughs> I take it back. Indeed. Right, um, um, is, there, is there any th- more things that you would like to show, Mr. Mr. Geek? Yeah, there is. Um, I want to give you a secret, but give you the secret in the way that I can't tell you anything about it. Okay. Interesting. Um, this is going to be great podcast uh, material here. So <laughs> well, I'm yeah, going go to describe it. it via the medium of hand signals. Dance. Okay. I Which mean, includes dance. So we've yeah. got one hand with a finger out and the other hand with a circle and they're going together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's almost like it's almost like magic, isn't it? No, um, I just wanted to say with the music mess and everything, being open-minded and being positive about something, yeah, uh, as opposed to Glenn and Henning, which are now known as Glenning because they're in love, <laughs> um, or just Hen, just Hen. I'll try that. No, it, it opened up a whole new world for me and made the guitar geek real because I've only ever been the guitar geek really in this room, which is very abstract and very weird. Yeah. Um, but to actually walk around and say, hello, I'm the guitar geek. And that was really cool for a start. And also yeah. how people were just so friendly. Yeah. And I just wanted to hint that the guitar geek will be growing even bigger um, within the next sort of four weeks just by being open-minded. So if anyone's listening to this and doing a band project or doing something and it's not going so well, just want to say, stay open-minded, put in the hours and, and be positive and, and something will happen. You, that motivational poster with a, with a cat hanging on a washing line saying, you hang in there. You literally yeah, did the podcast version of that there. That's, that's my spirit animal. I love it. But, I mean... It it all stems from the fact that you are just such a like positive person, just always smiling, always kind of upbeat and and positive, um, and it comes across in your channel as well. And then, well, the, I have a really good time. Yeah, you know, so so why shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree with it. Um, I'd like to think um, I'm part of the way there as well. Maybe yeah, with a bit. I, few more dick jokes and a little bit of cynic in there, but... I do lack the cynicism, you know, it's... it's. Uh, I need to review another Marshall code that'll get me back in, in the form. That's it. <laughs> Come you, on, Marshall, what are you doing? Release a code 3000. That's it. It's just the, the followers of the code and their diehard attitude towards tone and that it doesn't have to be good, it just has to say Marshall. Well, you, you say that I'm always positive, but I actually went through a really rough patch this last sort of six months and and ended up in some deep deep personal trouble mm. and ended up you know, i've ended up leaving a job and and almost losing everything to be to be quite frank and but believing that what you're doing will turn into something is an amazing power yeah and if you have the support network around you you know family or friends or just even idiots on a podcast to talk with then you'll be fine. You're oh, never man. really alone, you know? A truer word Just has never been spoken. Absolutely yeah, so. massive internet cyber hugs coming to you. Yeah, so that's what the guitar geek is, really. It's, 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 he is what I'd like to be and what I am. And, and yeah. um, I'm honest. And the channel, if I'm, if I'm having a rough day, then I'll say so. And... I believe that that's, that's where we, we should all be. And, cool, this is going in a direction I didn't expect it to. Um, just with all the marketing we get as guitar players, you know, because yeah. there's always a new pedal, there's always a new guitar. I think people are sick of it. I think people yeah. are absolutely bored to the back teeth of being told that this is the ultimate thing they need. That's it, isn't it? And then putting up one company's ultimate product against another ultimate product. Um, yeah, the most ultimate ever product. Yeah, it's just ultimatist. I see. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I think there's more people, not just YouTube, but but people on any sort of form of social media, but also friends. Yeah, people are becoming more real. 
yeah. Rela. And, yeah. and ignoring the marketing and companies are really going to have to deal with that soon. Yeah, it's it once the the marketing starts losing its um its impact, then that's time to change, isn't it? I was I was in the press room at the Music Messer, which I only went into once just to say that I'd been there. And there was all these older generation, sort of 65 plus people there, yeah. getting their free food, getting their, their buffet, you know, getting all their, their stuff paid for. And little old me had to pay three euros for a bottle of water. And I listened to them talking um, in some of the languages that I understand, uh, one of them being half English. And they were complaining about digital media replacing print media and how they want to take it back to the old days and how that we can really pull the wool over the customer's eyes with a piece of print, but we can't do it on the internet. <laughs> and that, I think they're losing, the, yeah, they're losing the point, really, aren't they? It's yeah. Um, I, didn't know, I don't know who these people were and I don't know which companies they work for, so I can honestly say that without worrying about getting any yeah, trouble. Repercussion. But there were people from... Uh, not really the guitar world, because I probably would have recognised them, but we'll say yeah. the music print world. Yeah. Who are very much in that old um, old school way of, of selling things to people. I'm imagining lots of rather rotund chaps with, like, pointy moustaches and s massive cigars. Who wouldn't well, look out of place on a sex register. <laughs> One guy's biggest decision of the day... Bearing in mind that he was, he said he was representing one of the biggest print companies in in Europe. He said, mm -hmm. "I'm trying not to drop any names in case I get him in trouble." His, he said, his biggest trouble of the day was choosing to have a white sausage or a sausage that looked like one from Britain. <laughs> wow, that well, says it all, though, doesn't it? It says it all about that kind of. It's all about themselves. It's nothing to do with the products or the musicality or anything. It's all to do with what's going to make them the most money and make them feel the most satisfied at the end of the day. Well, I'm sure we can bring that onto a smutty joke here. I'm sure a white sausage would satisfy. <laughs> I'm happy with any kind of sausage, to be honest. I don't think you should really um, have a no, trouble with white sausage. No, you should diversify, shouldn't you? Definitely. Right. You've got to keep, your, keep yourself open. Try some big black sausages. Op open to sausage. Yeah. But yeah, so that that was that was the other side podcast. of the music mess experience. Just, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it there because you know I, I think I've covered everything that even I didn't know I experienced. Indeed, um, right. So Matt's gonna gonna uh, spearhead a uh, a little topic now, aren't you, Matt? I am. About um, we're gonna move on to Tronical and they they announced was it I think it was a couple of days ago that they are gonna sue Gibson for. 50 million US dollars I've got, um, yeah 50 mil yeah and as far as I understand 23 million pounds is for royalties mm. yeah it's for owed royalties isn't it yeah and 27 million pounds is for what Gibson had guaranteed would be their royalties until 2026 yeah it's like yeah royalties um, date, uh, kind of forward dated isn't it yeah mm. So my understanding of the situation basically is Gibson signed this agreement with Tronicle and they said we are going to put these on our guitars. This is what we estimate we are going to be making. This is what we estimate is going to be the cost of your product, yeah. your particular product on our guitars. Therefore, 
we reckon that you know it'll be fifty million pounds over fifteen years or whatever it is. And obviously, yeah. they put the the GeForce tuners on everything in twenty fifteen. Cut it back to the high performance series, and then yeah, I mean, twenty fifteen was known as a quality year, wasn't it for Gibson? Yeah, it was. It's the it's the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they then cut it back to the high performance the following year, and I think on the twenty seventh and twenty eighteen range, it's not even a standard on the high performance. It's only on some of the models of high performance. So yeah, you have to really cut back. You have to go down certain back alleys and uh, nod at a gentleman in a big overcoat, and he goes, oh, "You want? Do you want robot tuners, mate?" Yeah, and I think basically what's happened is. Gibson haven't really fulfilled their end of the bargain that they've signed with No, Tronicle. they've oversold it a little bit, haven't they? Um, and Tronicle are going, well, you kind of guaranteed in your contract that we'd be getting X amount of money. We don't seem to be seeing that. Um, yeah. So we'll take you to court over it. Indeed. Now, um, I will say £50 million to the guitar side of Gibson is not that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I think I think guitar. someone said it was it was like eleven weeks worth of profit or something. Yeah. Which but when the rest of Gibson and everything that's under Gibson brands as a global company, not just the guitar yeah. brands, but all the little consumer electronics bits that they've got and the other diversified portfolio, when everything else is going down the pan in in that they're sort of no longer making profit, they're starting to make losses, they've got is it 450 million US dollars I think roughly to find by July I think was the last article I saw on that so when they've got this extra 50 million to put on top of that it's just another sort of thing to drag them back into the the um, the eye of sort of not just guitar players but people in general that sort of look at Gibson as a trading brand rather than just a guitar company like we would yeah yeah, I mean, I I don't even pretend to to know the ins and outs like our uh, our Matt, who seems to be like some kind of financial times wizard. Um, but it seems like yeah, while a company's down, just give give me give me a little kick. Um, so yeah, it's just it's one thing after another after another that seems to be just tarnishing Gibson's reputation now, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Um, Can you imagine going back to the beginning of Gibson and there's a guy who says, I think I want to build a guitar. And then him going forward to now, to this conversation, thinking, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to build guitars. <laughs> um, well, our old Gibson, weren't it? The, I mean, the big thing for me is, can you imagine... Talking to Les Paul in in the nineteen fifties and going, what we're going to do is we're going to leave it pretty much the same until twenty fourteen. <laughs> That's it. And then and we're going to make some gonna, massive changes. We're going to put some motorized headstocks on on the guitar, on the guitar and motorized tuning pegs, and we're not going to give people the option to not have them. <laughs> you know what? Les Paul was a huge innovator, though, weren't he? And I reckon he would have loved that shit. I mean, possibly, but I mean, it, it it just, I don't understand where Gibson were coming from. I think yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with 
2015 and since then I know we've been criticised for criticising Gibson a lot and I take that on board Criticception isn't it this? It, it is and I take that on board but at the same time Gibson don't seem to be helping, their sel- helping themselves they seem to not listen to the criticism and think yeah. the best way to fix it is with an £8,000 custom shop limited run rather than <laughs> Looking yeah. at the Fender model, which yeah. is, oh, we'll do an FSR at 750 quid and it'll be a slight tweak on our guitar. It'll probably cost us an extra 40 quid, but we can charge an extra 250 quid because it's a limited edition That's model it. and it's available to the masses rather than to people who are, you know, working in it, like managing investment banks and things like that, who've got the spare capacity to spend seven thousand pounds on a guitar. Not yeah. everybody has, but people have got people on my wage wages certainly probably should be able to find seven hundred and fifty quid for a limited edition special one guitar. That's yeah, the kind I think, of market that they should be I going think, um Fender Fender noticed that a lot of people were going to places like Warmoth um, mm-hmm. to to make special runs. I mean, because the, the, the uh, Jazzmaster Telehybrid, the Telemaster, they were doing those for, for ages on Warmoth, I believe. Um, and then, like, last year or the year before, Fender made their, their version of it with Fender on the headstock, and people lapped it up. Yeah. And, like, the, the crazy colours... People lap it up because it's a it's a genuine genuine article, um, so that they've noticed that, that that's happening and they're just seizing it for themselves. It's just it's really funny the fact that the company that make the thing that no one wanted on Gibson is suing Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, um, I, think, I, hadn't, I think hadn't thought of it like that, but that's that is actually hilarious. It's, it's pretty funny, isn't it? Um, but speaking of poor decisions, um, the Jamboreen. the Jamboreen. You shared um, this week a, a product, didn't you, Matt? I did. I saw a video on my Facebook. Um, they're doing all the stupid promoted ads that you get on Facebook. Obviously, yeah. everything that I've got is pretty much guitar focused because yeah, yeah. all I all I do is talk about guitars on Fret Talk or um, look at guitars that I can't afford and go, oh, I'd love to have one of them, or troll through the local classifieds looking for guitars and amps and pedals and you know, so all of the products that I see. So I see some like generally it's all kind of you know the the latest tuner or the latest pedal or anything like that and then i saw a tambourine that fits in the sound hole of your acoustic guitar and <laughs> the video yep. is basically the guy playing a chord hitting the hitting the tambourine playing a chord hitting the tambourine playing the chord hitting the tambourine playing the chord i think if you used it a little bit less in your face maybe i could possibly see a use for it but the way it was just random chord tambourine random chord tambourine <laughs> random chord tambourine random chord tambourine, and it was just annoying i reckon there's a dance remix in there with that uh that little random chord tambourine, tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Don't, brilliant you know what moog's like he is he's a he's a wizard with stuff like that make I it happen moog. Moog. come on Random chord tambourine. Random chord tambourine. 
Random cool. I've yeah. spoken to Mr. Jamboreen. Have you? Yeah, because I thought, well, I'm just going to send him a message because that's ridiculous. <laughs> and not not so much the product because I see where you're coming from, Matt. Um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that I don't think the product is actually that bad. I think the product video is terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it I, sounded pretty pretty decent actually. I, it, I but mean, it was, but the, the video is awful. It's it's as Matt said, it's overplayed. There's another yeah. video that I found on YouTube where someone had sort of doing a video testimonial saying thank you. And mm. it sounded quite creative. Yeah. Um, but the, Matt, the video just makes it look so ridiculous. And he's obviously <laughs> hired this big white room and, and, and had an idea of what a promo video might look like. But yeah. then he's forgotten to learn to play a guitar. <laughs> um, yeah, which I, I suffer from regularly. But... Um, He's kind of done all the stuff apart from write a script. Like, oh, I don't know. I'll play a B and then something with a minus Yeah, just turned up it. to a room and just says, oh, the magic will happen in the moment. Yeah, fix it in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do it with a random chord tambourine. Random chord tambourine. Yeah, that, that'd happen. But yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I've asked for one yeah. to, to demo because I think it's interesting. I don't think it's the yeah. worst product I've ever seen. No, not at all. Um, but, man, that video, when you shared it, I was like, what is this? It took me a while <laughs> to get to the sensible part of, okay, that's that's not that crazy. But that video was just um, ridiculous. It's, yeah. Ridiculous is not a, not a big enough word. Yeah. Preposterous. Yeah. And like I say, maybe, maybe you're right, and maybe the product isn't that terrible, but that is one of the worst videos I've ever... And I just had to share it with you guys because it's yeah. one of the no, classic. funniest but cringiest at the same time things I've seen in a long time. Indeed. I just thought it was uh, well worth mentioning, the Jamboreen. I, I like the name, Jamboreen. It's a good one. I mean, maybe he thought of that first. Yeah, he came up with the name first. Maybe he dropped a sandwich in his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> or a piece, of, a piece of peanut toast butter and jam morning. sandwich, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, that sounded a bit like a tambourine, jamboreen." What can like I do? A with million that? dollar idea. Perhaps well, that was the know, he's just crazy. I don't know, but um, he's gone quiet on me, so I doubt yeah. he'll be listening to this. But I really hope he sends me one because I want to make it right for him. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get down to the bottom whether he does uh, jamborines for the F-holes of like semi-hollows or yeah they're called flamborines uh, flamborines okay yeah so you sort of roll them up and um, and insert them uh, carefully excuse me <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, going in dry it's not gonna it's not gonna work is it <laughs> I can feel uh, the subscribers leaving my channel. That's it. We've we've broken oh, Matt. We've we have broken Matt. Um, Come back. We're go we're gonna we're gonna end on something slightly less just, filthy. Yeah, well, just smutty, isn't it? Right. Um, I was having a chat online to someone. I I can't even remember who. Um, and it came up that I have got a giant musical black spot. Um. Because uh, people were rattling off like certain albums and 
it came up like the which is better this Beatles album or this Beatles album it's like I don't own either I don't actually own a Beatles album um I have rectified that now and I've I've ordered a couple of Beatles albums and and whatnot obviously I've heard the Beatles in the past but I just figured it was something that I probably should have got round to um a little sooner than I did so I had a, a musical black spot of the Beatles um I never actually owned any of their material um so do you do you guys have uh, any confessions here for no Musical black spots. Is it just me who's just don't? It's just you. Could, People are listening yeah. to this saying, "What's he talking about?" Yeah. Can I say something really controversial? Go on. There's a reason I don't own any Beatles albums. Ooh. They're overrated. You've not, you've not got around to it yet. They're really, really overrated. I think and we're gonna have to edit that bit out, Matt. All like I've got like. My closest musical mate growing up was Chris, um, and basically we had exactly the same music taste, apart from he was obsessed with the Beatles. Oh, he wasn't obsessed with the Beatles, but he likes the Beatles stuff, and just I just was overexposed to naff filler from their album stuff, and ah. the more you listen to that stuff, I think the more they call you realize, that Oasis, Matt. The, <laughs> The more you realise that actually, yes, they were incredibly influential to a lot of bands that are around. So were the yeah. Rolling Stones from around that time. So were people like Buddy Holly, and there's there's lots of people from around that time that were influential. The the Rolling Stones, to me, are the band from that era. But we'll, we'll leave that to one side. The Beatles are great for the studio because the studio recording, I admit, would not be the same today had the Beatles not done what they did because they, they dragged everything more more modern. They were way ahead of their time. Like, guitar effects again or, like, yeah, just studio they effects They released in, the first in techno album, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they did so much for the recording business. They did yeah. so much for the music business. But 90% of their songs are bland and boring. Oh, Matt, 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 Matt. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a bombshell here as well. I don't own a Rolling Stones album. Oh, either. get out! How can you not own a Rolling Rolling Stones album? Oh, I have better things to do. I'm buying a Beatles album. In fact, I've bought two. If you're gonna go, I Rolling think I might have Stones, bought three actually. Go on, give, pre- me, a, seven, give me a Rolling Stones album, no, album no, no. that I need to buy. Everything pre 1970. Everything. <sighs> That's gonna cost a fair bit. Can I not just get a greatest hits or something? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just winding you up now. (laughs) Yeah, so obviously I talked about Fleetwood Mac, early Fleetwood Mac being a a black spot, Gary Moore being a black spot. I've talked about black spots all all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, until I was 19, I didn't own a Led Zeppelin album, so, you know, I'm I'm the king of the black spots. (laughs) Indeed. But you still don't own a Beatles album. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll rip it onto my iTunes and I'll send it to you. Okay, okay. I'll, uh, I'll accidentally delete it and not listen to it. Okay. How about you, Andrew? Come on, there's got to be there's got to be something that you 
that you don't have that, that you should naturally but the, the problem with black spots is that there are black spots so i'm not aware of what they are <laughs> so the only way this would work is if you would say have you got this and that might take and i'd say yes and then i'd say no and then we'd find a black spot but that might take some time you see okay so, so you might want to hit me with some quick fires and, and we'll see how, where, where it goes um cream got any cream, cream. album yes cream i do have a cream album which one that what, you, the one where Desiree. it's live. The, oh, live. Ben, is it Ben Disraeli? Uh, there's Disraeli <laughs> Gears. Oh, um, who else? Now, Just, bear in mind, I sorry, I used to work as a entertainer, DJ type person. Oh, I so got you've, you've for, I was going to say for free. You've got everything then, haven't you? We, we're going to find after the podcast we've got to find out where your black spots are and we're going to we're going to post them in the uh, threats of a podcast I can, I can give you some I didn't like things until later so Go other on. people thought like Hendrix was cool and I just couldn't get into Hendrix until sort of late 20s the, there's, mm. I'm the other way I used to love Hendrix and the older I've got the less I kind of do Hendrix has got some absolutely wicked tunes but then he's got some absolute pap filler yeah, I like the right. pap filler. I like the sort of spacey vocals and where he's just talking and uh, yeah, it just it just doesn't seem like there's any kind of structure to it at all. I, I like it. It, it. it it floats my boat. I uh, I like my fun with very rigid rules. <laughs> Follow it. <laughs> what else? Um, rules contain the fun. Um, <laughs> Oh. I mean, in my teens, I pretty much only listened to Nirvana for a, for a long time. Like, we're talking two years. And anything that wasn't Nirvana wasn't interesting. Even even the Pixies or something that was cited as a, a reference or inspiration. I don't think I own a Nirvana album either, to be honest. Right. Get, Get out. out. Get out. Uh, I'm, what, I'm pretty sure I have owned... I ha- no Rolling I have owned, um, No Nirvana. Get Get out. Come I've owned Nevermind at some point. I don't think I've got it anymore, uh, but I have owned Nevermind at some point. That um, doesn't count. Everybody owned Nevermind at some point. Yeah, I think I think I might have had it in Utero as well. That's um, right, it's getting better. You're indeed. improving. But yeah. But you, I think the biggest black spot you have is not liking the Foo Fighters. Sort yeah. that out. Yeah. Speaking of the Foo Fighters, that's a lovely segue, Mr. Ferris. Um, Dave Grohl has proven himself to be one of the coolest human beings on the face of the earth even though his music's quite bland um i've got like (laughs) some massive respect for the chap so kind of the end of last week my brother sent me a text message uh in fact it was a whatsapp because no one texts these days um and he said rules contain the fun thanks for the details (laughs) um and he sent me a link to um to an article on reddit because he's a giant nerd and reads reddit um, and it was about Dave Grohl inviting a guy up onto stage um, to play a tune, which apparently he does quite a lot. But this guy absolutely killed it, just massively stole the show and was awesome. He's known uh, affectionately as Kiss Guy because he's wearing Gene Simmons face paint and like purple shorts. Um so Dave Grohl passes him his guitar and he just he starts ripping a little bit and then then plays Monkey Wrench and rips a couple of solos and like absolutely just commands the crowd running round the stage. 
he's just, he's more rock and roll than most of the people on on the stage at the point. Um, and but the fact that Dave got like Dave Grohl's singing the tune, and then halfway through he forgets the lyrics because he's just focused so much on this Kiss guy. It's yeah. just it's it's a sight to behold. It's it's really it's, good, really good fun. It just makes your heart warm. It's a, it's one of those videos that's just like. There are some awesome people in the world, and Dave Grohl is one of them. And that guy who yeah, Kiss guy, yeah. he was, Kiss guy, got up there in front of probably more people than he's ever played guitar in his life, and he just went, "I'm gonna fucking own this. I'm gonna yeah, run yeah. around. I'm gonna headbang in the corners. I'm gonna go and Hold rock around with every single, every single whether you, whether it's a bassist, drummer. I'm gonna go and stand next to all of them and headbang and just." rip some solos in random places for the song even though they're not supposed to be there they are now and this is how it's going to be and just owned it and he was just amazing yeah he absolutely like he took that experience and made every every moment count didn't he yeah which is just massively awesome but I mean I I just wanted to give like a shout out to Dave Grohl because I know he's listening Um, hi Dave just like I I love your music Mm. So do I. Adam's wrong. I mean, I'm sorry that I don't. I, I would really love to love the Food Fighters because you seem like really nice guys. Um, but it's just not my thing. I like, you know, stuff that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I just, just how, how, how awesome he, like he is to just get, get a fan up on stage that, that, experience must make their lifetime um and i just think that's it's just it's someone who loves his job and understands how important the people are who Mm. come to watch him Mm -hmm. um and i just thought that is just like mad props to the guy and apparently he used to drum in nirvana Who, who knew no yeah, he looked. Who? I was told he looked looked a lot like the guy, but apparently Who's that? one and the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's where we're going to end this week because we've uh, we've rambled on quite uh, just comprehensively this week. Um, I'm just getting closer to my desk, and I'm worried that that cushion up there that I rest my guitar necks on is going to become a cushion for my head. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, late o'clock where you are, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Um do you wanna do you wanna plug anything this week, Mr. Ferris? I think I've plugged the hell out of everything, but um I genuinely wanna see people over at the YouTube channel. I don't wanna plug it, I just wanna sort of yeah. expand this fret talk community over there as well. Um you're welcome to come over there and troll my channel. <laughs> um come and listen to me play some Foo Fighters songs. I will. Uh, but yeah, I'm also I'm doing Instagram now. I've decided that Instagram is fun. Indeed. Um, I, so I, I started out with the budget pedal chap on there. Yeah, I've, I've, I quite enjoy it now. Blogging about my my food and and my trips to the hospital. <laughs> That's it. You've got to do uh, pictures of dogs uh, or cats, but mainly dogs. Uh, food, yeah. Um, yeah, and guitar pedals. I think that's. That's Instagram. And people for you. taking photos of you asleep, but it's actually you with your foot or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still learning. But anyway, it's the Guitar Geek YT. That's so at the Guitar Geek YT. Young YouTube. testicles. <laughs> yeah. 
Because you've got oddly, uh, oddly youthful-looking testes. I have. I mean, there's not a wrinkle on them. What you do get for ironing them? Just daily, <laughs> daily ironing routine. Um, so yeah, if you want to catch us online, so you catch catch Andy over at uh, the Guitar Geek on YouTube, uh, Facebook, now Instagram as well. Um, Matt, you have changed your Twitter handle. I and have. It's, uh, it's upset me. I I've Go gone ahead. from whatever I was to at heel underscore mq. Um, because yeah. of the wrestling podcast and the fact that we're quite active as a podcast on Twitter um, yeah. and I'm an asshole therefore I am not a babyface I'm a heel um, in wrestling speak so yeah it's at heel underscore Matt Q um, is my Twitter um, and something that you didn't mention but I know you're going to put up something in in post if you'd forget now um, <laughs> if you want to see me humiliated on the internet um head over to the Bad Bookers WP or Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel and look for Matt dressed as Nita, Scra- Nita Strauss playing his SG because um, I couldn't find an RG um, and yeah, I played her version of the intro for Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania dressed as her um, with makeup on and everything so yeah, um, if you want to laugh head over to the Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. I kind of want to see you dressed as Nita Scouse now. That, that <laughs> Freudian slip was uh, just too delicious. All right. I'll talk, I'm not wearing well, a little it'd, it'd, it'd be Rita Scouse, wouldn't it? Rita? Uh, you're right. What's, yeah. what's this podcast called? Rita Scouse. What's oh, this podcast it's... called? I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it and nothing's coming up, mate. Bad, Bad bookers. bookers. As in like humbuckers, but not good ones. B-O-O-K-E-R-S That's how you spell humbuckers, isn't it? (laughs) Bad bookers Yeah, bookers Right, I think we've uh, Our trains derailed a little bit here We're supposed to be ending the podcast Yeah, if you want to catch me I've not finished um, googling Oh, there it is Google Google quietly yeah, you want to catch me? You go facebook.com slash budget pedal chap. You go instagram.com slash budget pedal chap. You go on youtube.com slash budget pedal chap. Loads and loads and loads of um, guitar lessons uh, coming up recently because I'm really enjoying doing them. Uh, so check those out. Um, don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, all of that jazz. It's all great. Um, get your reviews in for the podcast. Um, on iTunes as well because that will help us kind of sail up the rankings um, and just generally enjoy life so from myself Mr. Budgie Pedal Chap from Andrew the Guitar Geek from Mr. Matt Quine Mr. Mr. Nita Nita Strauss (laughs) it's going to be a good good night from uh, good night from me this this week tatty bye good night ta-da good night bye 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 Guten Bye.